Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's time to hit the field with Extra Point, featuring Kayla Mortolaro and Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060 or give us a call at 602-260-1060. The snap is back. The hold is down. You can't miss with this combination. And the extra point is good. Welcome in to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060, online at KDOS1060.com, and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. It's a Wednesday. It's June 28th. He's Bob Kemp. I'm Kayla Mortolaro with you up until noon today, as we typically do Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. We'll take your phone calls today, 1030 and 1115, 602-260-1060. We also have a couple of four to give away for the Arizona Diamondbacks spending July 4th with them in some air conditioning as the D-backs are set to take on the Mets. The first 15,000 fans to the game will receive a patriotic tee. You can visit dbacks.com slash tickets to secure your seats now if you're not a winner of some four packs that we will have throughout today's program. But as we typically do, let's set the scene with today's poll questions and we'll start with the KDOS 1060 poll question in regards to uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks and we'll dive a little bit further into the injury situation as the program rolls on as well but the question here ranks the level of the Diamondbacks urgency to add starting pitching with Merrill Kelly going to the injured list high remains out in front 71% of the vote moderate now at 29% and low still at 0% of the vote yeah, I think there was certainly some urgency before the Kelly injury was revealed. It appears that this is not a long-term serious thing, but when there is you know, blood clot involved, I think that uh, for somebody that's dealt with, uh, you know, my father had some blood clot situations, and it's something that has to be managed on a daily basis. So we'll see how it goes. But you know, based on what Tori Lovello said yesterday, yeah, they lucky that they kind of. I'm paraphrasing the you know, lucky's maybe you know, a word he did not specifically use. Sounded like that they were fortunate that they were able to get to this in the early stages, and it also seemed to sound like that he may not be out for a very long period of time, assuming everything goes correctly from here uh, in the near future. And then remember, there's the All Star break. You know, that starts uh, you know, July 10th or so. So they can work their way around that, too, when there's you know, five, you know, four days off for each team. Yes, that is coming up before we know it. Uh, we'll answer that question in its entirety around uh, 1130. Still time for you to cast your vote. KDOS1060.com. Flipping this on over to Twitter at KDOSAM1060. Bob had a great conversation with Mark Topkin. Tampa Bay Times. If you missed that, you can always podcast over at KDOS1060.com as well as with the KDOS1060 app. Here's the question on Twitter. Do the Tampa Bay Rays have enough healthy starting pitching to win the World Series? No remains out in front at 62.5% of the vote. Yes, trailing at 37.5%. Something we've talked about frequently, especially during the, the extra point, is Tampa Bay's starting pitching. They lost Jeffrey Springs for the season. He was off to a spectacular start. He's off to Tommy John surgery. That happened in the first, like, two, three weeks of the season. Drew Rasmussen is out indefinitely. 
uh, something that we got more detail from from for Mark in the last hour. So if you missed that, check it out. But you know they really don't know what his situation is. He's on the 60-day injured list, and also. Last week, Shane McClanahan, I don't think there's any question, the best play, a best pitcher in the American League to this point of this season, and a really good pitcher last season also. Yeah, he had to leave last week's game. Uh, his velocity was down. And he had some you know, you know, back soreness or whatever the term is. Uh, that you know, But the good news is it appears that he's okay. Unfortunately, I was looking forward to watching pitch against the Diamondbacks, but he's going to miss this series. They moved him back to Friday, but best case scenario with him, at least to this point. And, you know, those are their three studs starting pitchers, three of the four. Tyler Glass now is another one, but he started the season on the injured list, and he's come back, and I think it's uh, safe to say he's been inconsistent at best. So hence the question. They've got a regular season, a team that's, Built to win in the regular season. They lead many offensive statistical categories in the American League. Their defense has been spectacular so far this year. Uh, so uh, maybe not consistently great, but, I mean, they make spectacular plays on a nightly basis, but they're good defense. Uh, so those aren't questions. Those are good things for the regular season. Do they have enough healthy starting pitching to win the World Series? is the question and i think that's a good question we will answer that question all sorts of questions around 11 30 today and as i mentioned your phone calls if you'd like to answer some of those questions 602-260-1060 we'll take it today 10 30 and 11 15 let's get into the arizona diamondbacks and we'll start with things on the field from yesterday uh then we'll get into some of those injuries as well on the field though the d-backs topped the rays eight to four the bats for the diamondbacks jumped out to a huge lead with corbin carroll 460 six-foot home run, three-run shot, followed by a Christian Walker solo shot. Uh, the team gave Zach Gallen a 5 nothing lead. Gallen struggled a bit in the second inning before he settled in. In the end, he ended up going six innings, five hits, four runs, two walks, four strikeouts, one home run to get his 10th win of the season. He's 8-0 and zero at home this season. He's 14-1 and one at home in his last 15 decisions going back to last season. I uh, settled in as an excellent term. Uh, he was obviously not good in that four-run second inning, but uh, yeah, he was uh, yeah, certainly uh, good enough to make it through six innings, and the bullpen really kind of uh, you know, took over at that point. They did a nice job. So good there. Uh, you mentioned the top of the first. You know, Perdomo led off with – he battled, fouled off a couple pitches, got a single. Cattell Marte's excellent season continued. And another thing that he's really done well this season, I mentioned his defense yesterday. It is so much better than it, uh, than it certainly was last year uh, when it was pretty bad in many cases. But he's been really good at everything. He's also walking, uh, which is something that has not exactly been a, you know something that he's done frequently in his career. But he, he battled and got a walk. And that led into, you know, got two on, nobody out. You got Carbon hit, Carroll, Carroll hits a three run homer. And then Walker followed that up with a solo homer, and he extended his hitting streak to 11 games. 
Yeah, you also mentioned there, Cattell Marte, he continues his hot hand at the plate. He had a 424-foot bomb to center in that fourth inning. You also mentioned that Gallon got through the sixth inning and then the bullpen took over from there. Are we feeling more confident about the bullpen as we sit here on uh, Wednesday, June 28th? Yeah, I guess. Um, I think that's still something that they need to upgrade at the deadline. And uh, I apologize for saying the same thing a lot, but it's not going to change between now and the trade deadline. It's going to be a free-for-all, even more than usual, for bullpen arms at the trade deadline. And partly this year, we really don't know who's going to be completely in and out as far as the buying buying and selling market. When you got two divisions that, quite frankly, suck, uh, and they're so bad that you can make a case that even like the last place Cardinals uh, may not even be sellers. Uh, so we'll see. But uh, they're, they're pretty much every contending team, and I'm you know, not exaggerating here, pretty much every contending team, except for, if you consider the Yankees a contender, they actually have a, you know, they've had you know, starting pitching injuries and obviously Judge and Stanton and other position players, but they've got the deepest bullpen in Major League Baseball. Uh, but other than the Yankees, uh, pretty much anybody else that might consider themselves a contender, they're going to be looking to add at least one bullpen arm at the trade deadline. Speaking of arms and what we've been referring to with Merrill Kelly, uh, placed on the 15-day injured list, it was retroactive to June 25th. The team made some other moves as well, uh, optioning Joe Mantiply to Reno, recalling right-handed pitcher Kevin Ginkle, and then recalling Justin Martinez, who is going to be making his first trip up to the majors. In his last 20 appearances with the Aces, uh, he's 2-0 with five saves and a 0.39 ERA. Yeah, I've never seen Martinez. Uh, you know, I didn't really know. I knew his name. I didn't really know much about him. He was number 18 prospect in the organization uh, by the MLB Pipeline Group. Uh, you mentioned he's certainly been effective lately. Uh, the one thing that stands out for me, you know, remember you know, Reno and the PCL is a hitter's haven usually. So anytime somebody has a good run earn run average of 0.39 over those that uh, you know that time span uh, in his last 20 appearances, that's unbelievable. Uh, but he's got 31 strikeouts in 23 innings, and the opponents are hitting 167 against him. And in a hitter's league, those are impressive numbers. So I'm looking forward to watching him pitch. Uh, speaking of pitching and the series continuing with the Rays, uh, Zach Eflin for the Rays. He's 9-3, and 3.35 ERA, 84 strikeouts today. Zach Davies, who's 1-4, 7.82 ERA, 30 strikeouts, uh, is set to start for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I wonder if, you know, if the Diamondbacks had more depth in their rotation or – uh, anybody in the minor leagues that could you know, fill a starter's role, I wonder if Davies would even be on the roster right now. think that he would be a candidate to be designated for assignment. Uh, we'll see how this goes tonight. Uh, you know, also, you mentioned Mantiply. He's somebody that I mentioned on Monday uh, after two more poor appearances last week. He's gone from All-Star last year to AAA this year. That's quite a plunge. Uh, and uh, he's been bad. Uh, his earned run average in the fives, his whip is just, you know, you, you, 
you can't have that in the major league, especially a relief pitcher. He gives up tons of base runners. That's a bad. That's a bad combination. So not surprised he got sent down. Hopefully he can figure that out. I mean, he was a very dependable left-handed arm out of the bullpen last year, and he's been anything but this year. He's had injuries. Remember, he's been on the injured list maybe twice, at least once, and now he's going to AAA. But they've got to, it would be help. It would be very helpful if if he pitched the way he did last year. He could really help their bullpen. I have a philosophical question for you here, um, and it's kind of spurred on by just how good Corbin Carroll has been at the plate. We've seen Christian Walker continue to just be really steady at the plate, and then just this whole notion the in baseball, the, the thought process here is you're as good as your last day's pitcher. Uh, the, the conversation about momentum in sports, in which sports maybe you have more momentum that can carry over versus another sport where uh, if you're talking about momentum carrying over from season to season, we're both on the side that 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 isn't really a thing because there's major roster turnover. So what I'm getting at here is, is it just kind of a myth that hitting can be contagious or is there really something to it? Because all of a sudden here in the last week or so, we've really seen Cattell Marte take it up a notch at the plate. And is it spurned on by some of uh, the other players and their good hitting at the plate? I'm not believing. I'm not a believer that hitting is contagious. Also, Marte has been really good for several weeks now. Uh, he's now reached base in 20 consecutive games. Nobody in Major League Baseball has that longest streak currently, uh, and he's been sensational. And uh, you know, you know, you know, kind of kicking me in the in uh, the throat or wherever <laughs> that uh, I'm in a couple of fantasy leagues and we actually dropped him in early April after he got off to a slow start. Whoops. Uh, Corbin Carroll, though, he's been impressive. And just to look at his odds uh, for NL Rookie of the Year, Corbin Carroll, he's minus 450. Ely De La Cruz is plus 600. Yuri Perez is 40 to 1. Corbin Carroll also getting some love in the National League MVP conversation. Ronald Acuna Jr., though, is minus 190. Then you have Freddie Freeman at plus 950, Carroll at plus 950, and Mookie Betts at 27 to 1. I know you're not a big uh, season race guy dependent upon the voters for your type of bet, but just interesting that Corbin Carroll is popping up in all of those different categories. Yeah. Okay. First up, I mean, it's a joke that he's not. You know, th- those numbers. He was, you know, much higher. You know, he had you know, before La Day Cruz showed up and had like two weeks of brilliance. Uh, he was, you know, Cor- Carroll was like nine to one to win the Rookie of the Year, and now after two great weeks, and he's gonna, you know, they're already putting him in Cooperstown. Uh, he's been really good. I, I understand the fascination because he's a fabulous athlete. Uh, it would, to me, it would be an absolute joke. First up, I'm hearing this De La Cruz should be in the All-Star game thing. He's been in the league for like three weeks. Uh, so that is, that's unfair to the players that you know, deserve to be in for their you know, merits for the entire first half of the season, etc. So that's kind of driving me nuts. But you know, Carroll, unless he just has a complete implosion, there should be zero discussion of whether he's the rookie of the year or not. Also, unless something happens physically to Ronald Acuna Jr., there should be no discussion that he's the uh, – nobody else except for him should be mentioned as far as the National League Most Valuable Player. 
He's the best player on the best team. He's a really good offensive player, obviously. Just look at the numbers. He's also a spectacular, albeit not always sound, defensive player. But, I mean, he, and he, he, he I think he leads Major League Baseball in stolen bases. If he doesn't, he's right near the top. I mean, he's, he's, he's just an all-around stud. And they're the best team, if healthy, which they have not been for one day this season in Atlanta. But they're the best team in baseball, in my opinion, right now. This conversation, though, about Corbin Carroll and how good he's been uh, made me think, has anyone ever won MVP and Rookie of the Year in the same year? And the answer is twice. Uh, once Fred with, Lynn. Yep, back in 1975 and Ichiro yeah. in 2001. Oh. Well, this Ichiro thing is, you know, God bless him. But, I mean, he I played 10 years in Japan and was great there. And so he was the rookie of the like when. You know, Nomo, I think, was the rookie of the year when he came over from Japan also. It's just kind of absurd that they're you know, they've been professional baseball players for several years and they're the rookie of the year in Major League Baseball. We'll get into more about Major League Baseball, the Dodgers beating the Rockies, the Giants beating the Blue Jays, how that's shaping up in this NL West battle. I also have some numbers here uh, because you've been talking about Clayton Kershaw this year and some numbers for his month of June. Uh, We'll also get into more uh, regarding the Diamondbacks, the Dodgers, and the Giants as they look ahead uh, to the All-Star break, which is coming up here rather soon, uh, July 10th the all-star break but plenty to get into here in the extra point plus we'll have those four packs of diamondbacks tickets to the july 4th contest against the mets in today's show it is the extra point right here on kdus am 1060 carving out time in your afternoon for the doug gottlieb show right here on kdus am 1060 100.7 hd2 and kdus1060.com weekdays from 1 to 3 p.m to Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you here on this Wednesday, June 28th. Want to provide a bit of a programming update, and we'll continue to do this uh, throughout the rest of the week as well. Uh, So we're here with you today. Bob in the Sports Zone is off tomorrow. Extra Point will carry on. On Friday, we're all expected to be back. We will be off on uh, Monday, July 3rd and 4th for the 4th of July holiday extravaganza. Then we're here with you the 5th through the 7th. And then some vacation time for us. We'll be off the 10th through the 14th and back on July 17th. So I know that's a lot to, 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 to take in and digest there. So we'll continue to update that here. Uh, I'm trying to write all this down. Right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but let's continue the conversation around Major League Baseball and discuss the Dodgers. They beat the Rockies 5-4 to four, or 5-0 to zero yesterday. Maybe not just the Dodgers, more of a Clayton Kershaw conversation. He had a no-hitter going into the sixth. He did finish six innings pitched, one hit, one walk, two strikeouts. I've asked you frequently about Kershaw this year, and some numbers jumped out to me that I saw last night about his success here in the month of June. He has allowed just four runs in 33 innings with a 1.09 ERA in the month of June. But that's 
how impressive that is. This is how impressive Clayton Kershaw has been throughout his career. That's just his ninth best month of his career. His lowest ERA with four starts is 0.27 coming in July of 2015. And then in June of 2014, he did have 0.82 ERA with 61 strikeouts and four walks. That's incredible. 61 strikeouts in one month. That's true. Unfortunately, also left last night with some discomfort, as they called it. I didn't ever see anything more um, definitive as far as what's going on, considering all the back problems that he's had before. He seemed to indicate that he didn't think he was going to miss his next start, but you know, he did leave. He only gave up one hit. He only threw 79 pitches and in six innings. He had a no-hitter into the sixth inning, in fact, at Colorado. And I don't care how bad the Rockies are. If you're you know, doing that in Colorado, you got to be doing something right. So he is really good. Also, you know, J.D. Martinez continues to he's – in, he's in a spectacular place lineup-wise. I mean, he's you know, hitting fourth or fifth in the Dodgers lineup and all those studs in front of him. Uh, he gets a ton of fastballs to hit, and he can hit a fastball still. Uh, he had two home runs last night at Coors Field. He has destroyed the Rockies in his career, too. Many have, but uh, and many have in Coors Field. But he has one of the highest all-time lifetime batting averages in the history of Coors Field. And he now has 300 career home runs after his two home runs last night. Yeah, I think you saying there that uh, Clayton Kershaw leaving with some discomfort is kind of like the arc of this career, like me pointing out just how impressive these various different months have been, just how dominant he has been throughout his career, and like the what it could have been without some of these injuries, and then yeah. if, if you want to take it a step further, uh, some of the playoff conversation around him. Yeah, which is totally absurd, all this playoff crap about him over the years, and I lose my mind every time it comes up. Uh, but anyway, if it wasn't for that stupid trip that they – who knows? Maybe this happens to him anyway. It's a back thing. But he originally suffered his first back issue when they took uh, – this. The, the Major League Baseball had the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers start the season in Australia for some just you – know, I'm sure it was for money – uh, but it just it just seemed stupid at the time, and it has just continued to be ridiculous as time has gone on. Uh, since we had looked at some of the uh, Rookie of the Year and MVP odds, I thought we could look at the NL Cy Young uh, odds since they are involving the Diamondbacks. And as we're just discussing here, Clayton Kershaw out in front is Zach Gallen at plus 180, Clayton Kershaw at plus 390, and Spencer Strider at plus 850. Yeah, I think uh, those three guys, you know, Gallon has not had dominating starts. Uh, you know, he had a dominating, you know, stretch of May, uh, but he's had some not-so-great starts in June, including last night. Uh, obviously, Kershaw has been on the injured list, I believe it's five or six straight years at least once, and uh, sometimes it's just been they want to kind of pause and – put him on the injured list and you know get him ready for the postseason so i'd assume that that's going to happen at some point again this year because as much as the dodgers are quote struggling they're still going to make the postseason and you know they're in the national league so how could they not 
Uh, anybody that's uh, you know breathing and decent in the National League is going to actually there may be one or two teams in the National League that aren't any good that make the postseason unfortunately, uh, but the Dodgers are going to make the postseason. Strider uh, has been also inconsistent. Um, he's got fantastic strikeout numbers. He's had some dominant performances. He's had a couple of performances where he's gotten clobbered. Uh, so this is. Yeah, it's not like the American League when McClanahan, before he got hurt last week for Tampa, and he had to leave the game with a back thing. Uh, he was you know, completely running away with the, uh, in my opinion, the Cy Young Award in the American League. I know that people want to vote for Otani for every award humanly possible, and I understand that. And he was great again last night. He hit two home runs and was the winning pitcher. But McClanahan's been a better pitcher this season, and it's not any doubt whatsoever. As of, If they voted right now, McClanahan would be the Cy Young Award winner in the American League. The Dodgers and the Rockies series continues today. Last I saw, uh, the Dodgers had yet to announce who their starter was going to be. Kyle Bullpen game. You know, David Rock, Dave Roberts mentioned last night after the game, it's just going to be a bullpen game. and. It's uh, believed that they're going to be calling up a starter. If, you know, they haven't done, at least last night, as of last night, they had not done that officially. Uh, somebody else was going to be called up from the minor leagues just to make the start. Uh, Kyle Freeland going for the Rockies, uh, four and eight, four point five four ERA, fifty three strikeouts, tossing it on over to the Giants, who topped the Blue Jays three nothing yesterday. Kevin Gosman six innings pitched, three hits, one run, one walk, twelve strikeouts. But the Giants get to the bullpen in the ninth inning. Uh, Ryan Walker started for the Giants, and then Alex Wood took over. Uh, he tossed five innings, five hits, and seven strikeouts as the Giants continue to win ball games. And they've won nine games now with their opener. And uh, Walker was the guy. He pitched the first inning last night. Then Wood, who was actually terrible in his last start, uh, came up with uh, five-plus innings and, uh, as uh, the, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the kind of the bulk guy after the opener. Uh, and uh, he obviously didn't give up a run because they didn't give up a run. But he pitched uh, into the sixth inning. Uh, and then he allowed five hits, had no walks, and seven strikeouts. And... You know, the Giants pitching staff struck out the uh, Jays 17 times last night. Uh, the Jays were 1 for 12 with runners in scoring position. And, uh, you know, the Giants continue to win. They've won 13 out of 15 overall. They've now won 10 consecutive road games in the month of June. Road games. Pretty good. Uh, in the battle of the NL West, the Diamondbacks remain on top, 48 and 32. The Giants, 45 and 34, two and a half games back. The Dodgers, 44 and 34, three games back. So I thought it important to kind of look at some of the upcoming series for these three clubs. And you have the Diamondbacks have to finish the series that they're currently in with the Rays. Then they have three at the Los Angeles Angels. Then they'll have three versus the New York Mets and three versus the Pirates. We return from the All-Star break. It's going to be three at the Blue Jays, three at the Braves, three at the Reds. That could potentially be challenging after the All-Star break for the Dodgers. Finish the series at the Rockies. Then you have three at the Royals, four versus the Pirates, two versus the L.A. Angels. 
all-star break. Then you have three at the Mets, three at the Orioles, three at the Rangers. So they, too, minus the Mets, have potentially there some challenging series on the road. Giants finished the series at the Blue Jays, then three at the Mets, three versus the Mariners, three versus the Rockies. All-star break for them, three at the Pirates, four at the Reds, three at the Nationals. I kind of think that the Diamondbacks maybe have a bit of a tougher road. Yeah, um, I maybe disagree with you a little bit because some of those Dodgers series are against teams that really currently are struggling to massive proportions. Plus, uh, you know, the Dodgers never lose to the Angels, as we learned last week. The Dodgers are playing horribly uh, before that series. The Angels were having their best stretch in a couple of years, and uh, the they played two games in Anaheim, and the Dodgers shut them out in both games partly because of Kershaw one game. Their bullpen, which had been terrible, uh, had you know two consecutive games where they didn't give up a run in those two games against the Angels. Uh, so you know, playing the Rockies and the Royals in one week, I mean, that, that's as easy as it gets right now in Major League Baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll get into more Major League Baseball. We have to talk about Shohei Otani and then some of the other games from last night and as the series continues into today. We'll also take your phone calls if you'd like to join the program. 602-260-1060 is the number if you'd like to talk about the Diamondbacks. Uh, if you want to answer the poll questions for today, we'll also get into some Suns NBA a little bit later on in the program. 602-260-1060 is the number if you'd like to join the show. It is the extra point right here on KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Winding down the opportunity for you to download the KDOS 1060 app, uh, sign up, register, and follow along for your chance to be eligible to win the $100 gift certificate courtesy of Superbook Sports. But we'll have more, including your phone calls if you'd like to join the conversation, 602-260-1060. It's the extra point. Listen to rewards for you with the KDOS 1060 app. Download today to hear all of the national and local shows you love. That's the KDOS 1060 app. here on KDOS AM 1060 and as always online at KDOS1060.com with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. It is the extra point and as promised phone call times in this segment we'll also get into some more Major League Baseball. The number is always to participate 602-260-1060. Let's pop on out to the KDOS hotline. Bill and surprise, what's on your mind today? Good morning. Well, I have to say that the D-back this season have been a pleasant surprise to me as a Mets fan. Uh, imagine spending $350 million and you can't get arrested for imitating a baseball team. I mean, it's just... You got the big terrible. Steve Cohen press conference today, right? So what's he going to yes. say? Well, according to the Post, he's going to say, I'm sticking with my guy. You know? So, I mean, that's, okay, well. that's not the George Steinbrenner, you know? He's, uh, no, he's it's not. No, yeah, he does spend I, money like George, but he doesn't quite fire managers every 20 minutes like George. No, there's something wrong in the organization, though. I mean, to me... Okay, so how much, is, how much is Shoulder to blame for this? I don't, I don't know. I really don't. I don't know. I look at it, and I'm like, you know, I've I been begging for an owner like this, and now i got an owner, and it's crashed on me, you know? I just feel like it's a, a challenge. It's blown up. I just can't figure out what the heck to do now 
You know, I mean, I know you know a lot about baseball, and I love your shows, and you know, it's just uh, I feel bad for a lot of the Mets fans because it's something that we needed. We needed an owner that was willing to spend New York money. And, uh, Some of my best friends are Mets fans. I feel bad for all of you. They're just, I don't think they're a particularly well-structured team. Um, yeah, so I know they've got the big names, but they've got too many guys that are uh, really, there should be bench players, maybe not yeah. even in the major leagues that are playing. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say key roles, but complementary roles, and that's not working at all. Yeah, and then look what it would have happened if they signed the Grom. I mean, there's no reason why they wouldn't have signed the Grom. They just got lucky with that one because he's having Tommy John surgery again. I mean, the whole thing is just—you cr- look—you look at it through a microscope and you say, "How could it have gotten this bad?" You know. But you know, when you want to, when you're willing to spend that much money, changes can be made. So, um, That's I'm still a good point. Yeah, I'm optimistic okay. for next year and the year after. But this year, they really should be selling. They should be selling and. Like the Diamondbacks, they should be looking for pitching. You know, I mean that's what they're going to need. And but I have to say, the Diamondbacks for me have been a tremendous relief. Uh, you know, for my agony over the Mets. At least I, at least I have a team that I can watch and I can root for. And they're fun to watch. I mean, I, I talked about with Mark Topkin in the last hour who covers Tampa Bay, and to me, Tampa Bay and the Diamondbacks, I'd probably throw Baltimore in there too. Uh, but Tampa Bay and the Diamondbacks are the two most fun teams to watch in Baltimore because of their offense and their young players. They're number three for me. And I feel so good about your Cincinnati team. Oh, now, did you think that they would be this good this year? God no. Um, I, I didn't. I'm still I, I, not. I'm still not. I'm still not completely sore on the Reds. I mean, they're you know, if they were in a different division and buried like they should be because they're barely above 500. Uh, at this point, and I, I think they, they've got some really good young players. Unfortunately, they have no idea how to play because they've not been properly developed in the minor leagues. If they had young players like Baltimore's players who know how to play baseball, uh, other than Matt McClain, who went to college and played for in, for his dad in high school, the Reds have none of these young players know what the hell they're doing. And the fact that they do not let them play the same position every day drives me nuts. <laughs> but I don't want to be a hog on the radio today. You took my call, and I appreciate it. This is what you, I need you to do, though, you have to put pressure on Caleb to give me a golf lesson. I'm, de- I'm desperate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my friend. Thank you so much, and you two have a great day. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. 602-260-1060 is always the number to interact. Let's continue with that baseball theme, though. Uh, the Angels picked up the 4-2 to win over the White Sox yesterday. Once again, it was a Shohei Otani production. Six and a third innings, four hits, one run, two walks, ten strikeouts. He also hit a 418-foot home run in the first, a 404-foot home run in the seventh, and he did leave the the ball game with what was it like a broken fingernail or something cracked fingernail so he wasn't able to pitch but he was you know well enough to hit the second home run with that cracked fingernail so good for him first uh pitcher to hit at least two home runs and strike out 10 in the game since a guy i watched pitch in the 60s for the cleveland indians in those days pedro ramos uh, did it on July 31st of 1963. I don't specifically remember that game, 
Uh, but I do remember Pedro Ramos, and he was a big dude uh, who threw really hard. And he did, remember he was you know, he was a, a pitcher that could hit. I mean, he was you know they didn't have the uh, you know DH in those days. You know, he wasn't playing every day like Otani, but. That's the first time I've even thought about Pedro Ramos in like 50 years. So thanks to Otani for that. <laughs> yeah, so that was over in the American League. Apparently Baltimore's Milt Pappas did it in 1961. And then in the National League, Philadelphia's Rick Wise did it in 1971. San Francisco's Madison Bumgarner did it in 2017. Yeah. And then the Diamondbacks, Zach Granke, did it in 2019. Yeah, Greinke's already. He's still complaining about not being able to hit. <laughs> so, and he's he's had some decent moments. If I were a contending team and didn't, you know, I don't think you have to give up too much to get him from the Royals. But he likes Kansas City. He's been there twice, and he wanted to go back there. And no matter how bad they are, he wanted to pitch for that organization and pitch in Kansas City. But if I just needed a, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna take anything. You don't have to give up a big prospect or anything for him. But I wouldn't mind at least having Greinke on my team. If nothing else, he's kind of like a – he's just an encyclopedia of being a pitching coach. He could be like a you know co-pitching coach. And if you have a, an organization with some young pitchers, I think it would be beneficial. Now, the Royals have several young pitchers, and it seems like that those guys aren't being really you know coached properly. Or I just talked about the Reds, how – their minor league development of how teaching players how to play the right way has been horrendous. Uh, the Royals have had all these first round and second round draft picks for pitchers in recent years, and it's astonishing how they have not been able to develop hardly any of those guys into even being decent major league pitchers. Other games, uh, the Reds beat the Orioles yesterday 3-1. to one. Today it's going to be Luke Weaver, who's 1-2, 6.86 ERA, 53 strikeouts versus Kyle Gibson, 8-5, 4.30 ERA, 69 strikeouts. Yeah, the last two days there's been uh, multiple rain delays in the first two games of this series at Baltimore, which is unfortunate because these are two of the teams that have, uh, along with the Diamondbacks, I would say, uh, the best young prospects and players on the major league level in baseball. And, uh, you know, it's been just, uh, it's been, they shouldn't even have played the game on Monday night, but they're anticipating three days of rain, including today. So hopefully they can make it through because, uh, you know, I guess they could hang around. I don't know if either team plays tomorrow or not, but this is the only time they're scheduled to play this season. So they got to get these games in. And that's really why they, that's why they went through – lengthy and i mean like i think last night was like a three-hour rain delay uh and they they they've got to get these games in so that's why they waited so long the braves beat the twins yesterday six to two they're back at it this morning with the braves on top two nothing uh looking like they're going into the bottom of the fifth the Cardinals, 4-2 to two over the Astros yesterday. Today, it's going to be Christian Javier, who's 7-1, 3.25 ERA, 77 strikeouts, versus Miles Mikolas, 4-5, 4.23 ERA, 66 strikeouts for St. Louis. Yeah, I'm going to go back to last night. They beat Framber Valdez, who uh, had a rare bad start last night, and I could tell immediately I was watching that game. I have Valdez on a mixed-lick fantasy team. And he's a ground ball machine, and he was giving up a whole lot of fly ball outs early in the game, and that uh, that's just not his uh, 
mo and uh yeah he eventually gave up uh yeah four runs and that's a lot for him he's had some spectacular moments this year he's really good but he was not good last night Right now, it's caller number 3602-260-1060. You will be the winner of a four-pack of tickets to the Diamondbacks as they are hosting the Mets on July 4th. Become one of the first 15,000 fans and receive a patriotic tee. For more information and to secure your tickets, if you're not a winner, visit dbacks.com slash tickets. Once again, that's July 4th, Tuesday, and it's an afternoon game. Be one of the first 15,000 fans and receive that patriotic tee. Caller number three, though, right now, 602-260-1060 will be a winner of a four-pack of tickets. We'll get into the Rocket Mortgage Classic on the other side of the break. It's another one of those shootout events. There are some bigger names in the field, but are you willing to risk the price for how they're quote-unquote form is coming into this event it's a tricky one so we'll try to figure out what to do next it's all happening here on the extra point on kdos am 1060 i'll turn those picks into gold wall-to-wall nfl coverage and the biggest stories coming to you from 3 to 5 p.m the rich eisen show here in kdos am 1060 and kdos 1060.com up hour number one of Extra Point on this Wednesday, June 28th. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you up until noon today as we typically do. Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. Congratulations to our winner of the four-pack of Diamondbacks tickets. We'll have another four-pack available to you coming up in hour number two. But it's time for us to turn our attention to the PGA Tour. Uh, it, it's crazy to think that the season is winding down. There's just a few more events remaining before everyone heads over to play in the Scottish Open and then everyone will play in the Open Championship and then you basically you're you have one event left and then you're ready to go for the FedEx Cup playoffs so uh, the season is almost over which is crazy to think about it when we were just uh, a few short months ago so excited and prepared at prepping for Augusta National back in April but this week the PGA Tour is at the Rocket Mortgage in Detroit. It's at Detroit Golf Club playing par 72, 7,370 yards. The greens are a bent grass POA mixture, uh, but the POA is not at all the same as like the POA that you see out on the West Coast in California. Uh, It's more of a a bent grass type feel, and I can't explain to you enough. We've seen a couple of different golf courses here of recent that have been pure bent grass and these guys are tearing it up because putting on bent grass surfaces it's it's amazing if you miss the putt it's it's you You, you're the you're the problem because it just rolls so pure and so true and when the greens are kept as well as most of these greens are that these guys play on on the pga tour it's just an incredible experience to be able to putt on a surface like bent grass but we turn uh the focus here to the rocket mortgage classic and it's been kind of a mixed bag as to who's won this event i believe this is now the fifth time that the rocket mortgage has been played here at Detroit Golf Club. You've had some favorites win, like Tony Finau last year, and you've had some long shots win, like a couple of years ago with Cam Davis. So you've had kind of a mixed bag as to who kind of comes out on top. 
Also, the metrics here don't really definitively point to another particular style of golfer that is capable of of winning. Uh, You know, you don't have to be an accurate ball striker because you're not completely penalized if you miss the fairways. Uh, You kind of have to be putting really well for the week. So if you're a great bent grass putter, it's probably going to translate over. But putting is streaky and you can get hot. Uh, So it can certainly be an interesting event here. And I would expect low, low scores. So if you're a player that kind of just plays a a steady game but doesn't really go low very often, I wouldn't look at that particular player profile. The favorites, though, Tony Finau looking to go back-to-back He's 14 to 1. Colin Morikawa is playing. He's also 14 to 1. Ricky Fowler playing some good golf at 14 to 1. Crazy to think where we were like a year ago, two years ago. Would we have thought Ricky Fowler would have been a favorite heading into a golf event? Hideki Matsuyama is playing really well. 16 to 1. Justin Thomas put this event in his schedule because he's, uh, I think now, he's 66 in the FedEx Cup standings. Top 70 make it into the playoffs. So he's got some work to do. Max Homa is 18 to 1. I just can't go with Tony Finau because uh, back-to-back, he's not playing and putting as well as he was last year. The ball striking isn't there this year as well. Colin Morikawa, is this the week that he puts it all together? JT found something last week at the Travelers, but can he build on it? Max Homa, can he refine the performances that he had from earlier on in the season? That's hard to swallow at these prices. So we're going with a long shot instead. Ben on 40 to 1. We're also going Tom Kim, top 20 at plus 145. His putting has been a bit streaky this year, but if he can get back to form, he finished seventh here last year. He's 38th in birdies or better. Let's go Tom Kim to heat it up for a top 20. And we're also going with another long shot of Harry Hall, top 40 at plus 220. He's 14th in strokes gained putting. So if he can uh, ball strike it well, he can certainly fill it up on the greens. We'll see how that goes for a top 40. Our number two is coming up. We still have uh, much more in regards to the Diamondbacks tickets, and we'll get into some NBA and NFL discussion. It's all happening here on KDOS.